Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. Today is Friday, January 7th, 2022. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page uh, 157, actually, this the uh, second paragraph, which begins on the third day the lawyer gave. And we're going to read one paragraph only. And today's readers are, we have Tenzin P. on the 12 steps. We have uh, Davlin E. on the 12 traditions. And the readers, of the, the readers of the text are Lindsay W., Christine M., and Susan S.H. The, uh, let me give you the share ID for yesterday, Thursday, January 6th. Uh, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, that number is 18,364. And that's 18364. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, that's 18,365-18365. Our preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive uh, overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting for our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donation. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. And our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose. And that purpose is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask uh, Tenzin P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Tenzin. Tenzin, go ahead and unmute if you would. Okay, there I am. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone in snowy New York City. All right. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory 
and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Tenzin, thanks so much. Hey, by the way, before we go to uh, the 12 traditions, I mentioned, you probably heard me mention 157. We're not on 157. We're on 158, the first paragraph. So, okay. That being said, uh, let's move on to the 12 traditions. And we have uh, Davlin E. Davlin, good morning. Good morning, Larry. This is Davlin E. from Manitoba, Canada, where it snows all winter. Um, The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Devlin. All right, here's how this uh, meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, for readers, six months, and there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. And of course, this meeting does request that your sharing be uh, linked directly to what was read, and we are sharing what the directions in the, in the big book mean to us. Uh, if you'd like to share, press star one to unmute. 
Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we're back in the uh, big book, of course, on page 158, the, the uh, second paragraph. It begins, on the third day the lawyer gave. And we're just going to uh, concentrate on that one paragraph only. And we have Lindsay W. to get us started. Good morning, Lindsay. Hi, good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. This is Lindsay W. I'm a compulsive overeater in Houston, Texas. On the third day, the lawyer gave his life to the care and direction of his creator and said he was perfectly willing to do anything necessary. His wife came scarcely daring to be hopeful, though she thought she saw something different about her husband already. He had begun to have a spiritual experience. Oh, there's a lot packed in that paragraph. Um, you know, and obviously the first thing is, how how did I get to the point where I gave my life to the care and direction of my creator, which by the way, I have, I had no definition for, I still have no definition for, and how did I become perfectly willing to do anything necessary? Well, I look at the paragraph before and it says, you know, um, you sure didn't do much for me when I was trying to fight this booze racket alone. And like, I, I gave up the fight. That's how I became perfectly willing to do anything necessary because I was defeated. Like I could not do it. Um, you know, I, I came into these rooms broken, like bloodied and bruised like I was on the ground I couldn't pick myself up off the ground um I tried to fight so hard for so long and I couldn't do it um and and I gave up I admitted that complete defeat and um it took a really long time and I kept thinking I was at my bottom right I mean I hit 300 pounds like so I must be at my bottom when I hit 300 pounds right oh absolutely not right and then you know I almost hit 350 pounds and what was my solution to that my solution to the pain of being almost 350 pounds as a five foot three woman was to binge that was the only way that I could take away the the pain and the fear that my life was essentially over. And so that's how I got there, right? So, so what does that look like? Perfectly willing to do anything necessary. What does that look like every day in my life, right? So, so in the book, it tells me, you know, that I, that I have to be rid of the selfishness or it will kill me. And so I have to have God's help. I can't do that. I can't do that. Just like I couldn't get rid of uh, my compulsive overeating. And so I inventory every day, every single day. When someone says, where are you in the steps? <laughs> I say, I'm all over them, right? I haven't finished the steps. I'm, I'm working all the steps every day. Depends on the minute you ask me, right? So I inventory every day. When am I selfish? When am I resentful? Where am I fearful? And I get honest in real time with myself with God and with someone else, right? I'm really honest about where I am, what's going on with me, whether it's ugly or whether it has to do with food or not. And I make amends. 
you know, I keep my side of the street clean and I set things right as I go. Um, and that's not always easy, but, but that's, that's perfectly willing to do anything necessary. And then every day I seek God, um, I enlarge my spiritual life. And again, what does that look like practically every day? You know, I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm spending time in prayer and meditation and I'm helping others. Um, I look at life with a completely new lens now, and that is a miracle that I get from working these steps, from being willing to do anything necessary. You know, I have a lot of fear in my job right now. I've gotten a new job and um, or a new role at my company, and I have a lot of fear, inferiority, inadequacy. But guess what? I look at how can I be of service? How can I contribute? It's not about me. It's not about what you think of me. So before my meetings that I have, you know, I invite God in. I ask God, like, how can I be of service to this person, to this organization, right? And, 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 and I look at the, the last part of this paragraph where, you know, the wife is seeing something different about her husband. He had begun to have a spiritual experience. And that's so beautiful. You know, people, people start to see that in me sometimes before I can see it in myself. And, um, and how do I get that spiritual experience? Well, I take action. I work the steps. And without taking those actions every day, like, I don't get this miracle. And by the way, I didn't, I didn't make this miracle happen. But in order for it to happen to me, I have to take these actions. And, um, you know, people do start seeing that. Um, I don't know how much time I have left, but, you know, this year. Just about um, for, Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I, you know, I, people, people noticing, people noticing that. And that's the beauty of it, right? That our recovery um, makes an impact uh, on others and brings other people closer to God. And wow, what a miracle. And uh, thanks for letting me share. Oh, you bet, Lindsay. Thanks for getting us started. Uh, okay, so we're going to transition now to uh, sharing. And uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others can jump in and, and share as well. Um, so if, if you'd like to share, uh, just give me your first name and last initial, and we'll get uh, we'll get moving here. Nancy Ara. Melissa. Nancy. Uh-huh. Melissa. Janice P. Ilana P. Janice. Chris Ilana P. Ilana. Kate Jennifer H. C. Kate. <clears throat> Chris W. Okay, Chris. Okay, let's stop with Jennifer there. Let me tell you who I have. <clears throat> so I have Nancy, Melissa, Janice, Alana, Kate, Chris, and Jennifer. And then if you'd be kind enough to give your first initial, although I know most of them here, but let's start with Nancy and then we'll go to uh, Melissa. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Larry. Do you hear me? Oh, love hearing you. And yes, I do. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, thank you for your service and everybody who makes this possible. Uh, I was I was uh, reminded of um, part of my religious tradition that we are encouraged to give our life to God to Christ. I'm a Christian, and uh, when I was when I joined the church, I did, and 
nothing happened. Nothing happened for me. I'm just speaking for myself. Uh, I kept, you know, I kept hearing things and I believed them. And one was that God could do anything. But the salient points in this reading is that he was willing to do, he had to do something, and he was willing to do it. This program gives us some clear, succinct directions that if we do them, so step three is just the beginning. Step three is just the beginning of our matriculating through the rest of the steps in order to receive the promises of the program. And the part where he said he had begun, it's a process. He had begun to have a spiritual experience. And my process has taken years. I'm still having, I'm still, I don't know what the end point is going to be uh, for my spiritual experience. It continues to grow. But unless I'm willing to do like this man, anything, until I was willing to do anything that was necessary. And for me, it was uh, working these 12 steps. Who have t- These steps have taken me through uh, the darkest period of my life. These last two years, I have been in such a deep, dark place. Uh, I'm not going to get into uh, what's been happening, but I tell you, uh, if there was ever a test for if whether or not this program works, it's been these last two years. This program works in, in, in any and under all situations, you know, turning our life and our will over to the care of a higher power was just the beginning. And with that, I'll pass. Uh, thanks, Nancy. Okay, we have Melissa followed by Janice, still my favorite grammar school teacher. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Larry. Oh, I'm glad that I'm your favorite teacher. <laughs> I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um, oh my gosh, what, uh, first of all, the opening share just really just moved me. Um, this program is incredible. It's truly miraculous. Um, and that's just, I feel so blessed. Like what a gift to get to know so many amazing people um, in this fellowship, people who really are more than just words. They're, they're, they're action. You know, they're the real deal. And, I, you know, I read this paragraph and I think, like, what happens in between the paragraph that came before? Like, we move from this spot where he didn't do much for me when I was trying to do it alone. And I think emphasize on the alone. Something happens in the third day. We go from alone to with God, you know, and putting my life, you know, turning it all over to the care and direction of my creator. It's where, for me, it's where I went from, like, flailing about in the water, like constantly trying to tread water, but always going against the stream, always going against the flow, and then cursing God, the flow, for not bringing me where I demanded, you know, and... um I, I questioned God's existence because he wasn't he wasn't performing my work. He wasn't bending to my will. And step three is where I say, you know what? I don't I know nothing. I know nothing. I know so little that I don't know how much food to feed this body and I'm gonna be willing to just turn it all over. And um 
And what I found out is when I place my will, when I give my life over to the care, emphasis on care and direction of God, um, I begin to have that spiritual experience. You know, um, I submit myself. God, in the morning, you know, my prayer is, God, I don't know what to think. You tell me what to think. I want to say what you want me to say. I want to go where you want me to go. I want you to love the way that you want me to love. I want you to be what you want me to be. And then I have to take those actions. And when, you know, the beautiful thing about turning our will and our life over to the care of God, he has not just directed me. He's actually provided me with all the resources I needed to do the work that he wants me to do. And that's what happens here with this fellowship. That's why we cannot do this thing alone because I need the resources. I need human beings to help me live in agreement with God's will for me. And, um, you know, when I do that, it it is visible to other people. We see it in one another when people are no longer fighting against the flow and they're just allowing God to, God to be God and us to perform his work well. And thanks for that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, uh, Melissa. Okay, Janice, good news is the uh, snow will curtail to only 90% by 11 a.m. So, good morning. <laughs> that <laughs> good is morning. the message. Right? Well, good morning to you, Larry Kay. Yes, that's the message. But I have another message uh, for, for myself and um, for all of us. You know, we got to see the process. I see the process very clearly. You know, with Bill D. You know, he um, <clears throat> he he wasn't powerless yet. And the two people, you know, twelve stepping um, Bill and Bob came to him, and um, they really didn't try to convince him. If you notice, if we could go back and read, because a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. And uh, that was something that I heard years ago, and it's really, really true because I can do no convincing. I can't make you see a bottom. Um, um, only a higher power. He had to get out of himself. So the next paragraph tells us about how he opened his mind a little bit. So this is what we're doing when we first come in. We surrender. You know, uh, are we convinced? Yeah, some of us are and some of us are not. But we have to know 100% that I don't have the power to fix my way out of this disease. So that's the process. He was powerless. He tried to fight it alone, my own self, all kinds of ways. But I had to be convinced. I had to stop trying and so when I stop trying and I become perfectly willing to do, to do means, you know, I'm, I have to act. So this third step is only making a decision to go on with the steps. That's what I'm perfectly willing to do because they told me that that's a necessity. You know, I don't know where it came from, the idea of going to meetings and not drinking is the solution. Well, you know, it, it, it's a tool, and it, but the meetings don't make it. You know, the solution is taking the steps is what makes it. 
And uh, we can take the steps very early in sobriety, too, as long as we're willing to do it every day. I have to make that decision to practice the principles of these steps. And that's the decision that we do in step three, okay? But we, we take it that we're, we're telling our creator, or whoever we believe in, that I'm perfectly willing to do anything. And that means go on with the steps. And we notice that he begun. He only just didn't finish it because it's just a conclusion, these first three steps that Bill D, D is taking because he's got more work to do. And that's the, the, what's going to help him. He's going to find that power and practice those principles. So we see that, you know, if it's taken honestly and humbly, in effect, E-F-F-E-C-T, sometimes is a great one. And when I took it, I took it on the steps of a church with my sponsor. And, you know, I did get an effect. I didn't get a spiritual awakening. I had a, a spiritual experience. Um, you know, I haven't done the steps yet to get that awakening. But listen, I, I felt good. I felt like I was safe now, that I, I was in somebody's arms Just and they're going to bring reminder. me through. And that's very friendly, and I will pass. <laughs> I don't know how friendly. I hate doing that, right, Janice? Yeah, <laughs> Thanks I so know. much. Thanks so much. Okay, I'm working on it, though. Um, next up, we have Ilana, followed by Kate. Ilana. Uh, good morning. This is Ilana P., recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic bulimic in Maryland. And, um, boy, I, this paragraph is amazing. Uh, first, before I can uh, turn my will and my life over to the care of and direction of my creator, I had to be separated from the food, and I had to ask myself, was I really done this time? And am I willing to do anything that's required? And when I answered those two questions, yes, then I, it was like I moved to step two, that there was hope. I felt hope that this could actually finally work for me. And as I um, uh, grappled with step three, I was always trying to figure out to analyze my higher power. And it only got me to pick up. Um, I'd pick up for a day or two, and then I'd be back uh, on my plan, and then I'd pick up a day or two. And finally, the thing that worked for me is, like other people have said, I totally surrendered. I just said, I don't understand you, um, God, and I don't think I'm meant to understand you, and I don't know who you are, what you are, and actually, it's okay. It's okay that I don't understand and that I could just stop thinking and have faith that God is there for me. And that if I turn my will and my life over to the care of God, um, that, like I said, he's going to be there. And since then, I have had deep spiritual experiences um, as long as I stay close and connected to God every day. And it's been this last year, um, I had a year a few days ago, and this past year has been incredible in my life. I just... Um, have grown so much spiritually, uh, and even though I don't understand the workings, I just keep doing the steps, and I keep doing inventory, and I keep taking that um, 
that third step, doing that third step prayer every single day. Um, that's the first thing is for me to admit I'm powerless and know that God will help me. And um, I'm grateful to be here. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ilana. Okay, next up we have Kate, followed by Chris. Kate, good morning. Hi, thank you. My name is Kate, compulsive uh, overeater, eater uh, from New York. Um, thank you, everybody, on this meeting. Yeah, wow, what a, a jam-packed paragraph. I'm always amazed at how one paragraph can just be so filled with so much wonderful information. Um, yeah, hearing this, I, I'm thinking of the third step, you know, making a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. This really is the step for me where, um, you know, I, I make that decision. Um, have I had enough? Um, am I really finally willing this time to do whatever it takes, uh, you know, perfectly willing to do anything necessary? Um, this is this is the ultimate surrender of my will to my higher power's will if I want that recovery um, and that freedom from from the compulsion to overeat. Um, I also love the third step prayer. I say it every day. It's really um, helped me when I'm in a, a pinch, when I, uh, you know, I'm in a moment of, of weakness for whatever situation. I, I'm always saying that to myself. I also, um, you know, thinking here when it talks about um, as far as the wife, you know, scarcely daring to be hopeful, you know, uh, how many times, you know, is it, oh, you know, I'm finally ready, I'm finally ready. And then, uh, you know, I think this it, it, this really does come down to, are you willing to do anything necessary for recovery? Really making that leap, really turning your entire life and your entire will over to the care of your higher power. So uh, thank you for letting me share. Um, I'll mute. Thank you, Kate. <clears throat> okay, we have uh, Chris followed by Jennifer. Chris, good morning. Hi there, this is Chris W, Chris with a K, and I'm from Tennessee. And I'm I'm just amazed that I can say that I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I um, finally got to the point where I really, really at the deepest core believe that that's true for me, that I'm a compulsive overeater. Now I could say it um, and I knew how crazy I was with my red light foods, but I didn't want to give them up. I So I still would keep trying and keep trying. It was always about the food and um, and I just realized that I really have had some type of spiritual experience because I don't want to be trying it out anymore. Now, I got sober um, in 81, and from day one, I found that I don't have to do the crazy things when I drink if I just don't get drunk and I don't take that first drink. But I... I asked God for years in and out of these programs and um, to please help me 
to have that same understanding, to help that same desire. Because I don't want another, um, even to try to have a drink. And um, because I believe that I might be like that guy that died at 30 or was sober for 30 some years and retired and was dead, I think, in three. I've always had that thought in my head that that might be what would happen to me because I don't do anything in moderation. And, um, but I never could get that with the food. And I realized the other day that, oh my goodness, I feel that way with the food. I, I don't want to go back to all those foods on that list and I feel safe. I'm going to be okay if I just don't do that. And just, to really be able to say that that has finally happened, it's a miracle. It's food doesn't have to be anything in my life. It's just something that I need to um, nourish myself. So anyway, I just am so grateful to be on here. Love you all, and I pass. Thanks so much for your share, Chris. Okay, Jennifer, come on up to the mic. It's your turn. Good morning, my favorite people. Um, Jennifer C., recovered by God's grace and goodness in my life. Um, You know, this paragraph reminds me of uh, page 68 when it tells me that I'm now on a different basis. Basis is a new foundation. Um, What's the basis? What's the new foundation? Trusting and relying upon infinite God rather than my finite self, right? How beautiful that is. What a beautiful new basis. How many years did I trust and rely upon my own thinking, right? Like if I thought it, it was true, period. My own coping skills, which always included more food, more distraction, more relief, more escape, more pleasure, more of everything, right? more of everything. But now I get to choose into this new foundation, this new soil. Um, and when I lose my footing, I know it's because I'm trusting and relying upon something other than God, because I know God is trustworthy. I know that. I choose into that, right? Like I don't change who God is. I choose into it. Um, you know, one of the number one reasons that I ate was when I felt nothing. I felt so disconnected. I felt numb. And the food would connect me to life. It would make me feel connected to myself. At least it made me feel something, right? But that connection that I was craving, that was a genuine need. I had a genuine need for true connection, true intimacy, true security, that wasn't contingent on how my day was going or the condition of my marriage. And so am I willing to believe that this love and this power is personal and sufficient, right? Like that's the question. Am I willing to believe that today? And am I willing to give myself to that? And when I say yes, when I say yes to that, it puts me on a whole new basis, a basis of freedom and a basis of effectiveness. So If you are struggling, if you are doing the work, scratching your head, trying to figure out what am I not doing, keep 
asking for a deep, effective spiritual experience with each and every one of these steps. God wants it for you. With that, I pass. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jennifer. Okay, before I take some more names, uh, if you just rolled out of bed, bumped your head, we're on page 158, uh, the second paragraph. It starts on the third day the lawyer gave. And uh, who else would like to share? Savannah G. Savannah. Emily D. Loretta H. Loretta. Christina I got Savannah, L. Emily, Loretta. Who was that? Christina L. Christina. How about someone who's super scared? Yelena M. There she is, but she's not scared. Okay, was that Yelena? Did I get that right? Yes. Yelena. Okay, let's stop there. I heard, I think it was Savannah, although probably need to clean my ears out a little bit better, but I heard Savannah, Emily, Loretta, Christina, and Yelena. So was it Savannah? Did I hear that right? Savannah. It's Savannah G. So potato, potato. Hi, Savannah. How are you? It's, um, I am a compulsive eater, and um, I'll make my admission now. I'm the super scared one. Um, okay. <laughs> he, um, he was perfectly willing to do anything necessary. And the way that strikes, uh, strikes, strikes at me is that I was very dedicated in being good in, in, in that you know, being good. I was very dedicated to being, um, to God, to the gym, to my job, to paying my tithe. I was very dedicated mother and a very uh, dedicated grandmother. And those are all good things. However, I was not dedicated to this program. I was not dedicated to this program at the same level I was dedicated to those other things I mentioned. And what it took for me what it took for me was when I went in for a physical, the doctor said, you're going to have to take Losartan, just a small dosage of it, but you're going to have to, you're, you're going to, have to get on it or you're going to have to lose weight. Those were my, cho- those were my choices. And I actually took the prescription, um, thanked my doctor and, and um, you know, went to the pharmacy, picked it up, and that was a turning point for me. I had a choice to make. And not that I'm anti-medication, but I am anti-medication. Um, and, and, and they do serve a good purpose. But for me, um, you know, for me, it was, it was really one of those turning points where um, I, had to make a, I had to make a decision. And my decision became I became willing to do anything necessary. And I became dedicated to this program. I got a sponsor that I work with now, which was is unbelievable because my self-reliance was, I mean, it was to the thousand power. Um, I, you know, I, I make calls. I do everything this program asked me to do. And guess what? I got the miracle. So I am so happy now that I am, it took what it took. I'm dedicated to this program. And I'm I'm going to be a life's member. That's that's just how it is for me. And guess what? That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because, um, you know, it's keeping me it's it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me healthy. It's keeping me it's keeping me you know 
um, very content. I have, I get the gifts of the spirit. I get the joy. Uh, not every day, but, you know, most days. I'm kind to people. I mean, I, I've gotten so many things that I didn't expect when I dedicated myself to the program. Um, I I just wanted not to take the medication. So um, thank you for listening, and thank you for your service, everybody on here. Pass. Thanks, Savannah. I get scared, too. So welcome to the club here. Okay, Emily, followed by Loretta. Good morning, Emily. Good morning, Larry, and good morning, family. This is Emily D., uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Chicago, uh, single-digit day. Gotta love it. I do. Um, and this has been such a great meeting. You know, <laughs> I learned in the rooms of OA the difference between willing and wanting. And uh, there are so many things that I want that I do not get um, in this program. You know, I want it to move faster. I want it to be clearer. I want there to be a trapper keeper with tabs and a plan to follow that is outside of this book because nothing is ever enough for me, right? Like, give me more. There has to be more, right? And wanting all of that from human aid. In other words, my sponsor fellows, tell me what to do. What is such a gift, uh, and if you're new and you're making, you know, you're at calls and you're like trying to get there, right? Like trying to, I loved what the, the, um, the initial speaker said about, I'm all over the steps. I'm like, yeah, lay me down on these steps because as soon as I think I'm at 12, like my toes are at one, you know, um, but I really learned about the difference between like, you don't have to want to, Emily. There's so many things I don't want to do, you know? And if we're waiting for the desire, right, it's going to be insufficient. So we just have to be willing, perfectly willing. And so there are things that are asked of me every day when I show up in the morning and I say, God, what's my mission? What's my assignment? Because as many of you have heard me say, it's like I've got my Outlook calendar, I've got, I've got my plans, but I know you know the whole scope of things. So just point me in the right, right direction. And the thing of it is, is, you know, I get people asking like, well, how do I know what's God, what God's will is for me? And it's probably the thing that I don't want to do. <laughs> and then it's like, okay. Can I be, and this is what happens as a result of working the steps, like for me, you know, can I be courageous enough to do it? Can I be humble enough to do it? And I love this last piece. So learning the definition of willing has happened in this program. This last piece about, you know, his wife being able to be hopeful, like scarcely daring, but that something was different. You know, I'm in a relatively new relationship. It's my first recovered relationship. Um, I get the opportunity to be, to be present for the first time in my life for all of the feelings that come up with that. And my boyfriend said the other day, he said, you handle stress really well. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of amazed. And I'm like, boy, you have no idea what it takes. Every day, I'm in the gym, the spiritual fitness gym. And on the line with you or writing or praying, I mean, we've got to show up and put in the reps. 
that's as simple as that. So, you know, if you haven't gotten into the spiritual fitness gym yet and you're a newcomer, like, let today be day one. Do some stretching. Let's go. Um, so you don't hurt yourself out there. You know what I mean? Uh, and with that, I will pass. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much, Emily. Okay, my friend Loretta, it's your turn, followed by Christina. Hi, Loretta. Good morning, Chicago. Good morning, Larry. <laughs> and good morning, everybody on this line who always, always graces me with so much information and love. This is Loretta H. Recovered for today. Uh, and uh, if you have decided on page 50, I think, well, I, my, my glasses. Anyway, uh, it's in how it works. If you have decided to go to any length, you will get what, um, or, and to, ready to take certain steps, we will get this miracle. And with God's grace and mercy, today is 21 years of recovery. Oh, my God. I, I, you know, God's grace and mercy. And that spiritual experience, I was willing to go to any lengths. If my sponsor said jump, I needed to jump. And I met her in Central Park. Uh, in Today she has 48 years of abstinence because I wanted what she had. And I was willing, I was desperate and dying, jumping off my um, terrace in New York City, and I was willing to jump off the Cherry Hill Bridge in Central Park if she had asked me, because that is what I needed to do. And I actually had a spiritual experience on that day because I was willing to do the work of the first honest day's work I've ever done was on that day, just committing my food and being honest about it. First, first, honesty. That's step one. I am powerless. I'm always at step one. And with God's grace and mercy, today, I am also at step one every single day. And I have the spiritual awakening because I went to any lengths to take certain steps. And that is where the awakening comes in. And I just got gifted with the first edition. And the first edition has spiritual experience at step 12. And because and people got confused because they didn't get that lightning strike that Bill did. And I didn't get it. Mine is definitely educational. Uh, and I'm so grateful that in the appendix they put the spiritual experience because I love reading that. We read that last night at my reboot meeting, and I love suggesting that to people that I am um, guiding through the steps because most of us have had the educational variety, and people see us having spiritual experiences even before we know we have them. And so... I am so grateful that I have these steps and realizing that I have God sighting every single day when I work these steps and they await if I work these steps. God is there. He has carried me through everything and he's going to carry me again for today. And I'm so, so grateful. And it's because of you. And I passed. Bye. And my God. <laughs> Bye, Loretta. 
Um, okay, Christina, it's your turn, followed by Yolana or Yelena. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Larry. Count me in as one of those who are terrified. This is <laughs> Christina L from Florida, and um, I just, I just love. I just loved the first step, the third step when I first came into the program, and it's still probably one of my favorite steps, although I probably don't very well at all. And I remember coming into the program almost nine years ago now and thinking, well, I should be at the fourth step because I already know I'm a compulsive overeater. I already believe in God, and I've been trying to figure out what God's will is for me for the last two years. And... Um, I remember my first third step experience was very, um, to be quite honest, it was very traumatic. Um, But, you know, it really, when I look back on it, it really shows me how willing and desperate that I was um, because I knew that I couldn't go back. And, you know, my head told me that if I took the third step that my husband and my son were going to be killed. so it was it was incredibly traumatic for me, and I am grateful to say, you know, that nothing like that has ever happened. And um, the third step, like this paragraph, really reminds me of um, pages 60 to 63, with the actor wanting to run the whole show. Because when my first understanding of you know, what is God's will for me, I thought that, you know, he was going to give me something to do. And that's what I was listening for, and that's what I was watching. And, you know, God never told me what I needed to do, um, because I have, fortunately, through God's grace and mercy, have free will to do whatever I want to do. But depending on what I do do is going to either make my life even more miserable or give me the ability to live happy, joyous, and free. And fortunately, today, I know that God's will for me is to, one, be abstinent, and to do, and I feel like I'm saying do a lot, um, and two, to work the steps in this program. Um, Because without this program, I am absolutely nothing. I am filled with fear. I am filled with, I am just like nothing. I am absolutely nothing. And even sharing on this 7 o'clock hour, you know, was something that I did not want to do. I was supposed to share yesterday because I'm supposed to be following my three-day rule that I have for myself, and I did not. But it was because I wanted to share on this paragraph. But it was also because there was part of me that was a little bit afraid, like that thinking was coming in and stuff. So what did I do? I did a 10-step on it. And just ask God to show me where I can be of service and what it is, how I can be useful to him and to others. And I guess that's it. So just doing the deal today. Um, So I hope everybody has a great day. And for any newcomers out there who are incredibly scared of sharing on the meeting or anything, whether you're new or you've been in program for years, it's really not that bad. 
all I do is just ask God to give me the words that he would have me say. So I hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. And with that, I pass. Oh, no, you just gave me some courage there, Christina. Okay, Elena, Elena, did I get that right? Hi, good morning. Thank you, Larry, and thank you, everyone, for being at this meeting. Um, I have been in program for several months and several weeks for attending a vision for you. And on Monday, <clears throat> excuse me, I silently celebrated 90 days of abstinence. And then on Tuesday, I broke that abstinence. Um, something happened at work, and I was a part of a confrontation that wasn't directed towards me, but because there were only a few people on the line, I spoke up because I just I just couldn't sit in silence. And uh, perfectly willing, perfectly willing is a spiritual experience. Perfect cannot be man-made. That comes from God. So I don't know if I'm perfectly willing. I can never be perfectly willing if I'm just attending meetings, doing a bare minimum to check off a checklist. Of course, I'm devastated to have broken my abstinence. But I know that that was also ego because I love numbers and I obsess about them. And so I continue to show up. And in a very ironic fate, yesterday I took a sick day off of work. Um, I rolled out of bed. I went to the first meeting. I then decided to go running and I ran nine miles. And the only reason I ran those miles comfortably is probably from carbo loading on the day previous. And I can chuckle at that, but I am willing but it's just about showing up every day to God and laying down my arms and saying, God, listen, you make me perfectly willing. I think I'm willing, but I know that there are things in my mind that I want to hide, behaviors that I want to engage in. I can be very unhealthy. My mind is against me and this is a disease. And so I am willing, but you make me perfectly willing. And I just hope that I can continue to do so and continue to work the steps and not just mark things off a checklist because who doesn't love a checklist, especially at the beginning of the year. Um, and I thank you all for being here and your support. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much. Good way to, uh, I think we're about 30 seconds. I'll just say that, um, you know, we have a choice today. We can wave the white flag or we can keep digging, keep fighting. So um, anyways, that's a wrap, you guys. What a great meeting. And let me just take the opportunity to thank uh, everyone who participated today, everyone who provided service. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today, uh, which is January 7th of 2022. That number for this meeting is 18,370. That's 18370. We will now close with the reading 
uh, from the big book on page 164. We'll follow that up with the serenity prayer. Uh, Christine M., will you, will you do that reading for us? Yes, hi, it's Chris M. from Ontario, Canada. Hi, Chris. Can I be heard? Yes. Yeah, you can. Thanks, Ray. Thank you. Um, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.